0: Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. This is um, this is a real privilege. I count it as a privilege to come up here, and I get to. I also got here the um, one of the guitarists from Seraphs Cole. So, I'm a bit, whew, this is very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> Maybe the guitarist? I'm not sure. Um, so, my name's Ben. I've been. Um, this is actually year number eight for us in Alice Springs. We went on a very innocent holiday. No, it doesn't matter. Very innocent holiday in 2011. Um, and three months later, we moved up to Alice Springs after, after a, a very long, numerous interviews with the Christian Family Centre, um, leadership, just to make sure we we're the right fit in the right place. Um, but looks like, looks like we're fitting in the right place. Um, so thanks for having me. I brought my son Zion with us. He's our, he's our youngest. Um, and i I've got the privilege to preach today. And Jackson, this is just not for the adults. All right. This is for, this is for everybody. I um, wanted to say um, a big hello to Annie Loris. She was my Sunday school teacher, not Sunday school teacher, she was my RI teacher, my religious instructions teacher, when I was a lad in Mount Compass. And her and um, Uncle Al really changed my life. They used to be, um, I still remember the little memory verses that you had. I think they'd typewrite each one of them up. Cut them off in strips and, and we would get a gold, I think it was a gold star if we could say that at the start of RI. That was every, I think it was a Friday morning. So you really impacted my life. Um, so thank you. And, um, yeah, God bless you. A really, um, I don't know. A real blessing to have you here. So thanks for coming. Um, we drove up, Zion and I drove up in our four-wheel drive, which is thanks to you guys. Um, we've, um, you guys were a big part of getting a four-wheel drive for our church, uh, in Alice Springs. Because of that, we've been able to go into communities um, that we wouldn't have been able to go into in my Camry or our church, church buses, uh, but it, that's been a real blessing. We've done a, a number of funerals. We did a funeral uh, in, a, in a little town called Magalbor. Uh Mogobor is about two hours northeast of Alice. You might be able to do it in your Camry, but it wouldn't last much longer after that. And we got to actually, um, it's, been a, it's been a journey. We came up for one funeral and there was a lot of Mormons there. And then we went up to another funeral a few months, probably six months or twelve months later. and There was less Mormons there, and I was allowed to speak. Then we went up a little bit later. And there was hardly any Mormons there, but they still had the line shared. Then we went up for the last funeral, and there was no Mormons there. So the influence of Christ um, has really impacted people, and it's it's um, praise God. Now it's a it's a Christian. Well, they they trying their best to turn to Christ with all their hearts, and that's and some of that a lot of that is a fruit for you. You might not have ever been to Alice Springs. You might, I doubt you've been to Mulgabore. Not many people have. Um, you're driving along the road and then you, there's a car bonnet with Mulgabore written across it, and that's where you know you turn into Mulgobor. Um But that's fruit from you. So thank you for the people who organise that. Thank you for putting, um, uh, put for, for the finances to do that. And um, the lady who invited me up to do the funeral, so myself, my family, some people from our church, we went up there. And they, he said that sixty, probably sixty percent of the people there had never heard the good news of Jesus Christ. So we don't need to go overseas to do that. That's here, um, in Australia. And and that was a real blessing to be able to give the message of Jesus Christ in such a way um, that they could understand and that they could teach each other more of that. So Sam um, invited me up and said, "You guys are awesome," and he said. Um, we're looking at building an identity on, which is genuine, authentic family, and you guys want to reach out to others. So um, I was thinking, there's. I looked up the word family, Do you know, it's over 200 times in the NIV, but the NLT, New Living Translation, went a bit crazy, and they used the word family 450 times. So family is a big part of who God is. And and I love that the kids are in here. And I was so blessed to see um, see the music team. This intergenerational music team. We we do we also do a family service once a quarter. And I love that you are involving because it's not uh, living for Jesus is not just for the kids. It's not just for the adults. It's not just for the elderly. It's not just if you've um, gone to Bible college or anywhere in between. Living for God is for everybody. And we all make a difference. And I want to encourage you that you, wherever you are, you can, if you choose Christ and have Him living as Lord of your life, you can make a difference in everything you do. So I want to talk this morning about about growing pains. And if anybody knows about growing pains, it's Abraham. Um, I want to talk about three pains talk about the pain of leaving, the pain of betrayal, and the pain of death. It might sound a bit intense. Alright, I'm. Some people say I'm an intense person. Some people say I'm crazy. I'm probably somewhere in between both of those things, but it's my intention for you uh, to to encourage you through God's word to be who God created you to be. Okay, we don't need another. Sam, we don't need another Joe though. They're awesome, and I got to hear a bit of their heart at CFC together. And, and what a fantastic couple. You are really blessed with people who are, have really got their head switched on and really love the Lord with all their heart. But they don't, and they wouldn't want, they don't want another Sam. They don't want another Joe. They want, God has made you to be you. And I hopefully that I can encourage you to do that. And I want, I'm talking about growth, not just numbers, though numbers are great. We want everybody to know about the power of Jesus. We want everybody to know about the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. This is what we want. But I'm talking about also as individuals. And I know that God wants to be close to each one of us all the time. I like Jackson brought in about sin, sin separates us from God. So as we call on him, those Jesus cut the cord and we can come back to him. We, all we have to do is turn. We turn away from our sin. We turn back to God and we call on him. And he is faithful and just, it says in 1 John, to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he is faithful. He is with us even in our darkest moments. And that's probably speaking to some of you right now, I, I imagine. So if you've been a Christian for 60 years, if you're not a Christian yet, I trust that God is going to speak to you today, um, that you will be so full of hope, so full of purpose, even though these, these um, things that I'm talking about might seem a bit full on, that you will know the love of God and, and you'll see beyond the pain of growing and you see Jesus. Because who knows when you grow physically, it hurts. I remember my knees when I was a young fella. I was in so much pain as I would grow and grow. And I have got a brother, Seth, my little brother. He's six foot seven, and he knows about pain of growing. Um, he he suffered he suffered a lot. Shouldn't shouldn't laugh, but he's my brother, so I'm allowed to. All right. And so through the pain that you will, that you would choose Jesus. So Abraham was a really interesting man. I there's some things that Abraham did, and I. Do you like that the Bible puts in the really bad stories with the good stories? It sort of gives me a little bit of hope. <laughs> Abraham isn't glossed over as this mighty man of God who didn't do anything wrong. So I want to talk about first the pain of leaving. Um, it talks about in Genesis chapter twelve, verse one. Um, it talks about the Lord had said to Abram. Is this gonna? Oh, it might help if I turn it on. Hey, all right. The Lord said to Abram because it wasn't called Abraham; it's called Abram now. Uh, He said, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you'll be a blessing to others. I'll bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Um, I will treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Have you ever moved? I was talking to... Someone before about moving from country. Moving is not an easy thing. Some they actually put the stress of leaving up as high as um, losing a loved one. So the stress of moving is a is a big deal and it puts a lot of stress on someone. So Abraham had to uproot everything. He um and he his obedience would bring blessing. God had promised that, but there's gonna be a cost. The pain of leaving can be hardest. And you might say, I'm okay, God hasn't asked me to leave. I'm not actually asking you to leave the church. I'm not asking you to do that, so it's okay. (laughs) When God called me to Alice Springs, called my family to Alice Springs, we moved from, we are in the Barossa Valley helping my dad out with with his church. I'm talking about leaving your thinking, your thinking which is holding you back. I'm talking about leaving that behind. I'm talking about leaving your hurts and your pains, you know those things that, Keep popping up. You think you're forgiven, but then you haven't. I'm talking about these sorts of things. Leave those things behind. What about leaving your security? What's God calling you to? Maybe there's something that that's God calling God's calling you to, but you you know that that's holding you back. But it, there's so much security in there. I'm talking about perhaps God's asking you to leave that with wisdom, not just saying jump out and 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 um, leave everything and everything's undone. But we were challenged to leave. Brossa Valley in South Australia. Brossa Valley, Alice Springs, a little bit different, all right? Barossa Valley's always green. Um, Alice Springs, we just had our hottest summer on record, so it wasn't very pleasant. They just kept coming 42, 42, 43. I think we had over two weeks of plus 40s. And that was really hot, and it didn't cool down a lot. But it, So with Abraham and with me, there's been great blessings, there's been great rewards, but there's also a great cost. There's also a great cost. The pain of leaving, the pain of laying down what I hold dear and picking up what God holds, what God holds dear. And this hasn't always been easy. So, but I'd like to show you some photos from, from our church. We had some baptisms last week. Rebecca said, um, we're working our way through the book of Luke at the moment, and Rebecca said, what if we had some baptisms? She said, do you think people will get up and get baptised? I went, I don't know, maybe. Never know. God, God loves it when people get baptised. I know that's one of his one of his um, commands. That we get baptised, we'll give it a try. So there was one girl who, from our youth group who was definitely going to get baptised. Unfortunately, her mum and dad said, "You're not going to church today, all right? You're not I'm not going to church. We won't let you go." Um, we put a little bit of pressure on because we knew she really wanted to get baptised. Um, this is Annette. Annette's um, how we've we've walked through life with her, and life's tough with her. She's got a um, a fake leg, and so she couldn't get her leg wet, and because her other legs also ulcerated, she's got um, renal dialysis. She's on renal dialysis and di- has got diabetes. So, if she got her other foot wet, that could cause major health upsets. So, we figured, and if I upset you, you can talk to Sam about it later. Um, <laughs> we figured that God, like although like the word baptism means to immerse, she couldn't be immersed in water. So we figured we put her up. She came up the front and I tipped a bucket of water over her and we trust that that's okay. That's that's good enough. Um, so this, and that's, and this is my wife, Rebecca, I think you know Rebecca and Cheryl's a girl, young girl in our church. This is Marlene. Um, she's a local Aranda woman. Um, she likes to talk, but she was great. She could get in the water, so we fully immersed her. That was fantastic. This is Samara. We've walked through her. Her husband is not a very nice person, um, but she tries her best to live for God. Uh, she sponte—all the, these ladies just spontaneously come out the front. And this is Carol. Um, she also is in a wheelchair. She's uh, got ulcerate, ulcers on her feet due to dialysis, uh, renal dialysis, and, and diabetes. So um, that's my favourite photo. I love that one. All right. She was baptised and she was just beaming. She's so happy. She's trying her best to live for God, and and I absolutely love it. But. See, all of these the reason I'm showing you that is giving you a little snippet. So our church is about 80% Indigenous, and we're not, when we took the church on, we were not, um, it was a Pittenjarra church. I don't know if you know much about Central Australia. Pittenjarra is the top of South Australia, and where Alan Steele uh, Pastor Alan Steele lived for a lot, and so that was mostly that. But then through miracles, God did a number of healing miracles. We were able to walk through people, walk with people through, through different situations. And now we've got about six different indigenous nations in our church, which is really exciting, a little bit challenging, um, very challenging sometimes, but God has given us the grace for that. So i show you those pictures to give you, yes, an idea of our church, but also to walk with each one of those ladies has been really hard at times. And that's been part of our growing process. Not just growing in numbers, but me growing as a person. One of those ladies, I put put her husband in jail about five years ago. Um, That was one of the privileges I had. Another one of those ladies, we had a fight. There was no no fists involved. Um, I said something to her which she didn't appreciate. And then at at the front of church afterwards, she started ranting and raving and yelling and screaming at me, Pastor Ben, you can't speak to me like this. And it was really public. I felt really sorry for her. Um, why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because growing hurts. You, get, you will get people coming into your church and into your life who make you uncomfortable and that's a good thing because you have an opportunity to show God's love to people who are not the same as you. You get an opportunity to share the love of Christ with people who operate and have values very different from yourselves and that's exciting. So get ready. Get ready because as God adds to your number and as God is growing you, as you, as you spend time reading your Bible every day and praying every day, God's going to expand your heart and you're going to become an an even more, you're going to walk into this new creation. And, but it's going to be about leaving your old self behind and walking into the new person that God has created you to be. So they, these ladies are creating the image of God. I wish a bloke got, got, um, baptized. Some of the, some fellas, they're a bit slow, hey? All right. God speaks to them and they go, "Ah, oh, not sure. I'll think about that for a little while. I am one of those fellas. All right. But, you know, when God speaks, guys, get into it. We need strong men. All right. We got a lot of strong women in the CRC, a lot of strong women. But men, come on. Be strong. Lead your family, lead them into Christ, be vulnerable. Don't step back. Don't be, oh, no, oh, yeah, I'll just come with my wife to church because that's what she does. No, 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 no. You do that, and if you have the privilege of having kids, the kids are going to drop off. because Or dad doesn't do it, why should I? Get into it. Raise your hands. Pray for people. Um, give encouragement. Uh, ring up people. Say, hey, I want to have a coffee. I want to encourage you in the Lord. Come on, fellas. I don't, know, I don't know any of you, so I hope I'm not insulting you too much. <laughs> but you probably got, I know you've got some awesome men in here, but men, stand up. You've got a place. You've got in this world, which says in in the we're pushing the men down. Or a man is this, a man is that. A man shouldn't do this. A man can't do that. You've got to use wisdom. But come on, men, come on, choose choose to push into God. All right. These ladies and 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 the men, of course, are created in the image of God. They are family, and this is doing church. This is being church, not just for the touch from God. Not just for feeling secure, not for just, oh, I'll do the right thing, I'll go to church, but because God is who He says He is. And if God is who He says He is, then that changes us. We get transformed into the likeness of Christ. And we do this because we want to display God's love to all people in every challenge. And I honestly, I couldn't do this if I was worried about my reputation, if I was worried about my comfort, and if I was worried about my values. I'm not talking about my core values. I'm talking about values as, one of my values, which I hold very dear, is the value of showering. All right? I can't hold that value too dearly in Alice Springs. One of my other sons, we walked into a shopping centre on Sunday, um, not Sunday, the other day, and he went, I can breathe through my nose. Okay, it just one, one of my values, I, I'm not a big fan um, of body odour, but it happens all the time in Alice Springs. You walk past people and it's like, oh, wow, all right? But that is something, and I hope I'm not offending, but that is something I've had to let go of because that's not, that's just something about the person. That's not the person. So God has given me a love for for people with that. So was God calling Abraham to be comfortable or obedient? And the pain of leaving was much more about, for me, was about my mindset, my thinking, rather than about a physical relocation. I had to change my thinking. Can you imagine being Abram's? Wife Sarai, her name was at this stage. I feel a bit sorry for her. Betrayal. All right, I can imagine Abram, Abram, because his name was Abram at this stage. Look, Darl, you're really good looking, All right. and I'm really happy about that. I'm happy that I married a, a good looking woman. But you know what? We're going into these places, and would you mind telling them if you're my sister? Because it's kind of true. Just, you be my sister, I'll pretend you're my brother, and that way they won't kill me. Who wants to, what woman wants to be married to a man like that? No (laughs) hens. You gotta deal with, she had to deal with betrayal. And the thing is, he didn't just do it once. He did it twice. Twice, he told him, look, look, let's just pretend that we're not attached. Just pretend that we're not married. Was he worried about his wife? Or was he worried about himself? I think he was worried about, about himself. Talk about betrayal. Betrayal hurts, all right? No doubt about it. Maybe you haven't been betrayed by a loved one, but you probably have in all reality. She, she was supposed to be able to trust her husband. I mean, God spoke to him. Here's the man of God. He's the promised one of God, and, and he was going to bring blessing to, to more people that are, in th- that are stars in the sky. And here he is betraying his wife. And Because it, it always hurts more when someone close betrays you. Betraying your trust, betraying of confidence. I think it shows a lack of trust in God. Abraham took things into his own hands and he betrayed his, his closest, who should have been his closest friend. And he betrayed her. I'm going to keep moving. All right? I'm going to move on to the pain of death. Nice light topic to finish with. Not really, not really finishing, I shouldn't tease you like that. All right. We got death or tearing. Um, Genesis chapter 13. But the land could not support them while they stayed together, for their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together. After quarreling arose between Abram's herders and lots, the Canaanites, the Perizzites who were also living in the land. Is not the whole land before you, says Abram. All right, you let we're gonna go. You go this way, I'll go that way. If you want to go that way, I'll go this way. See, one of the greatest pains I have um, in, endured since Alice Springs is death. In our first year in Alice Springs, 12 people in our church passed away. Now, I've never experienced more pain than I have in Alice Springs. 12 people just just gone, and we I don't get to see them again because they were born in a Lutheran country or Uniting country or Catholic country. So when they pass away, the family who might not be part of our church just take them and, and then they go and, and bury them. Might be, they be have a long time between funerals, sometimes two or three months um, until they get buried. But death has come in lots of different forms as well. It's not just these 12 people who passed away who I was getting to know, they were getting to know me. Um, the dearest, mostly ladies, but a couple of men, Um, it really, it really crushed me because most of them were 50s, in their 50s, in their 60s, but the health issues in Central Australia are absolutely horrendous. There's renal dialysis is, is massive in Central Australia, the need for that. There's 20 year olds going on to renal dialysis now. So what that means is, if you don't know what renal dialysis means, it means you sit in a chair three times a week, you get plugged into a machine, so the blood comes out of this needle through the machine. It's like a big kidney because your kidney doesn't work anymore. And then it comes out of the kidney, out of the machine, back into your body. Takes three, four, five hours. For the rest of the day, you are absolutely wrecked and probably for the next day as well. And so the quality of life just goes down to the toilet. And there's a, there's a, one of our church leaders, you know, might know Malcolm Heffernan. He's just recently gone on to um, renal dialysis. He seriously contemplated his kidneys were down to about 2%, they're working at about 2%. He's seriously contemplating just, I'm not, I don't want to go on renal dialysis because he knows what it means to do that. In no, very little quality of life. But praise God, he chose to have renal dialysis and he's making a big difference in our church and in central Australia. But health, diabetes as well is just absolutely horrendous. Our family has changed shape since then. Like we still have 80% indigenous, but Rather than being crushed by people who are dying now, although we lose um, at least probably half a dozen people in our church every year um, from they're, they're dying, that uh, they don't no longer with us in that way, some people have, have left on good ter- good terms, I'll say good, like that, not really good terms because um, I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of breaking up with someone. Often the line goes along the line, it's not you, it's me, all right? It's not you, it's me. I, I, you're you're a really good person, but we don't fit anymore. And this is kind of like what some people have been doing in us. And they stay in Alice Springs, and and the rest of the church they don't understand. They go, but why did they leave us? I said, well, they don't fit. They don't feel like they fit anymore. But what did we do wrong? Well, they said that we didn't do anything wrong. But why did they leave? They don't fit anymore. They're not, and it it hurts, and it and it it, it's, it takes it takes per, personally. People, I, well, I took it personally. Um, and so, the, the challenge is, um, but then you, then you've got, then the, sorry, I'll, I'm jumping around. Then you've got, so, then you've got another, another type who, who you think they're family, and, and this has happened recently to us, um, you think they're family, but then they actually turn away from God altogether, and they start living, um, against God. They sort of, they follow, Follow the ways of their culture rather than the ways of the, of of Christ, and that that hurts the most. Because when you've travelled hundreds of kilometres to encourage them, when you when you spend time trying to understand their culture and trying to understand them, and you so put hours and hours, and you pray for them, and when you can't pray for them, um, so when you can't pray for them face to face, you get on Messenger and and you encourage them there, and, you, and you're really with them, and then all of a sudden they go back to their old ways, and that one hurts the most. That one hurts the most because and it. it it's hard not to take it personally, but I want to give my. It's because we give ourselves as Christians, hey. It's not, just, it's not sanitary. It's not like you're not removed, but we become part of their lives. And that hurts the most. That hurts the most. But then God speaks to me. And he says this. He says, Ben, what's going to happen if they repent? What's going to happen when they turn back? What are you going to do? Are you going to forgive them? Because Jesus says, I died for them. I forgave them. What are you going to do? So, when God speaks to me about this, I do probably what any good man of God does I go into my nothing box,
1: <laughs>
0: or I go and play FIFA with my sons. <laughs> Or I go and hide a little bit and pretend that God's not talking to me. Maybe, maybe it's a simplified version of Jonah. I don't know, because um, I'm hurting. I'm in a lot of pain. And if they came back and they said, "I'm sorry," which actually, after since writing this um, beginning of last week, there has been an act of a beginnings of of repentance, a beginning of trying to put, come back into relationship. And so God, God already got me before then, and He said, "Ben, what if, what if they repent? What are you going to do?" And that's going to be the same with you guys. It's going to be exactly the same. People are going to leave you and they're going to say nasty things and they're going to want to come back. But what's going to stop them coming back is the fear of you. The fear of you not forgiving, the fear of you holding this against them, those things that they said in anger or frustration or out of their own pain, out of their own hurt, and you're going to hold them back. That's what God really nailed me on, and I don't like it when God nails me to tell you the truth I remember I remember when god um, we, our church was growing a lot, our church grew really fast, and I was really proud, a little bit too proud and I was I was really happy and then God said to me one day he said, "Ben, you're full of pride I went I am not, uh, uh, okay, <laughs> because God isn't interested in me just here, all right? He's not interested in success in numbers. He's interested in what happens inside of me. And I was, to be honest, I was taking a little bit of, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. This is good. And I, I, oh, it wasn't plain to me. It would have been plain to everybody else, but, but God's, God nailed me. So when God nails you, and he will, maybe he's doing it right now, But just wait, if he hasn't nailed you yet, he will. As you get closer to him, as you allow him to speak into your life, he'll put his finger on different parts of your life. And I want to encourage you, say yes to God. Say, okay, I'll lay that down. Lord, I choose to forgive that person who said those nasty things to me. And if they come back through our church doors, if they join back into a relationship, I pray that you help me to love them with your love. And I know that your love will become my love as it's transformed. So I pray that that will be the case for you as well. It reminds me of a scripture in Revelations. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and him with me. See, God wants to dine with you. God wants to be close with you. He's not a God who is distant. Emmanuel, God with us, is one of his names. He wants to be close to you. I want to ask you, when's the last time God knocked on your heart? When's the last time God knocked on your heart? See, I strongly believe, I strongly believe that God knocks on our heart often. We just don't hear Him. We choose not to hear Him because it's sort of inconvenient. Oh, God, I'm just eating at the moment. I'm just with my family at the moment. I'm just a bit busy with work at the moment. I'm just, I'm just playing, I'm just on some me time at the moment. God, just, just stay over there. We can get in this nasty habit of protecting our heart from hurt. I was wondering, kids, young ones, have you ever, who, who's a kid? Can you put up your hand if you're under 15? Are you a kid if you're over 15? Uh, my wife would say I'm a kid. I'm a little bit past 15. Did you know, I'm going to ask you a question. Has anybody ever said something nasty to you? Kids. Yes? No? Never? Yeah? Have they? Did it hurt? Did it hurt? In the inside? Has someone ever close to you ever said anything nasty to you? Have you got a sister or a brother? <laughs> I was the oldest of five and I wasn't real nice all of the time, most of the time. Maybe, did you, did you want to be close to that person after they've been nasty or did you want to go a little bit away from them? You want to go away? Who said that? Good answer, I reckon. Yeah. You want to be away from people. Hey, like if someone's nasty to you, you sort of want to step away a little bit. I don't know if I want to be around that person anymore. Um, and it's good to be safe. It's a good idea to step away from someone who's not safe. But did you know, kids, can I have your eyes for Sorry, I'm taking you away from your colouring in. But did you know that adults get hurt as well? Did you know that? Adults aren't listening right now, so I'll just talk to you. All right? Sometimes... Some adults don't cope very well with pain. Some adults have big hurts in their hearts. And usually, you know what an adult does? If they're in a lot of pain, they run away. Don't tell them that. Don't tell them I know that. But they run away. Sometimes they don't run away physically. Sometimes they don't run away. Sometimes they do, but usually they'll stay close. But inside, they've run away. They're not, longer, they're not present anymore. And you know what adults do? They do a thing. They close their hearts. Because they don't want to be hurt anymore. All right, and their heart becomes closed. And if you hurt me, I want to close my heart to you, all right? No, not, not with a knife. <laughs> Verbally, just with your mouth or right, with your tongue. All right, if you, I'm not, I want to close my heart to you. But you know what that's just happened? What's happened is that I've just created a wall between you and me, so I'm safe between you and me. But that wall is still there when I talk to you. And that wall is still there when I talk to you. And that wall is still there when God wants to talk to me. Did you know that? That's a little secret about what adults like to do. All right. So our heart, when God comes and knocks on the door of our heart, then our heart is closed and we don't listen very well as adults. So I want to ask you kids something. Can I ask you something? Can I ask you to pray for your adults? Because your adults need prayer. Your adults need to be able to put down the walls and become vulnerable to grow in family, but they also need to become vulnerable to grow before God. And you know kids are really good at that, to be vulnerable and to be, to stay vulnerable. So you need to pray for your adults. Can you do that? Do you know that your prayers are as good as mine? Did you know that? It's a true story. Does God listen to your prayers more or my prayers more? Pardon? Neither, good answer. That's exactly right. Because God hears and He listens. I'll talk to everybody now. Adults, you can listen again now. All right. We need to stay vulnerable before God. I won't. I won't take too much longer. I know I'm talking way too long. I never preach this long. Truly, I don't. Sorry, Sam. Um, um, but I know God loves you, and I want to tell you that. I want you to trust Him. I want you to look at the life of Abraham. And I, and I want you to see this, that although there was a lot of pain, although there was a lot of suffering, what was happening was Abraham was growing. He was growing through his pain. He was growing into the man of God that God intended him to be. So although there was failings, although he did something, some things wrong, he was growing. And I pray that through all of your pain, and please don't think I'm trying to make light of your pain because I know that I don't know, no, no, but I can be absolutely confident of this: that there are a lot of people in this room with a lot of pain in their life, a lot of pain. And I get, I'm, I, please don't think I was mocking you about the wall. I'm not mocking; it's not my intention. I don't, I don't mock you unless you're going to be really close to me, but you won't be because um, I mock, but not seriously. This wall we need to. Somehow, trust God again. We need to somehow say, God, I want to put this wall down, but I've had so much pain, I don't think I can. Trust God. Trust God. Trust him to, to let this wall down. Oh, my hope is that you're encouraged. Not, And it might not happen overnight. We don't just knock walls down. Oh, yeah, no worries. I trust everybody. I'm everybody's bestie. I'm, I'm not saying that. Bit by bit, brick by brick, the wall can come down. As you stay close to God, as you stay close to one another... Your life will be transformed. I want to finish with a, with a video um, about, there's a lady from our church. Her name's Marlene. You saw her before she got baptised. She has been on, on quite a journey in our church. And we, we um, interviewed her, my wife interviewed her a few, a few weeks ago. And this is just a snippet of, um, of the church, of, our, of a lady from our church family. So I hope this is an encouragement to you. That's Marlene.
2: listening about Jesus and just come to church and get more Christian and more faithful. And every time I see, yeah, when I come to Catholic Church, yeah, Christian Family Church, I love that word and it's just making me grow. And I can't think back to turn back. I just got kindness, yeah. and love, and emotion, and love for my family, and I got friends. I made a lot of friends all everywhere. Yeah. And at the art center, I just saw and saw. Yeah. I just love the saw, because that's my life.
0: Yeah.
2: And my life is to come to Christian family, too, yeah. here. Yeah. and be just love to sing and stand up and praise God yeah. and God knows that mm-hmm. and I went to see my grandson God's got a plan for you I really want you to be part of mm-hmm. us but it is your choice God will make a plan for you mm-hmm. like even make a plan for you yeah. I, I always pray every night and I, I want show myself, you know, for my children to see me and Milton that comes to church and listen and see how oh, how our parents just gone every day and I I'm I, I stopped last two weeks and I thought oh, I've got to learn and I thought. I might as well get back to church. Because yeah. I want to listen God's word. Amen. Today's Sunday. Yeah. And so we all when we come together as a family here to listen to God's word. We all can set free in
0: Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Marlene. <laughs> so that's Marlene, and she's been on quite a journey. She she was an alcoholic for many, many years, decades. Uh, God set her free and she's chosen to stay free stay from She likes to sew. I don't know if you heard that. But she's an artist. Um, nationally, um, she makes, I don't know, lizards and things. She sews them out of wool. So that's why she was talking about with the sewing. But Marlene's a really important part of our family. She's not the same as me and that's good. She is created in the image of God. Last, last scripture, last, last scripture. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. That is so encouraging. It is so encouraging. You died. The old Ben is gone. And I'm so happy for that. I wasn't necessarily a bad person, but with Christ, i become who God has created me to be. And that's my prayer for you this morning, that you be encouraged in the things of God, that you say yes to him in your pain, and as you walk through your pain, that you would know him more and more. And that you'll be transformed into the person that God has always intended you to be, that you will shine the love of Christ when you're in pain, that you will shine the love of Christ, that you will allow him to shape you and transform you and that you're going to be like soft clay in the hands of your maker. I'm going to finish with a prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your son Jesus. And though although Abraham didn't know you Lord Jesus as as the Son of God. He didn't see you walk the earth. He didn't hear about the outpouring of your spirit, which would happen many hundreds of years later. Lord, I, I thank you that we today can know about Jesus Christ, that we today can know about the sacrifice that you paid, Lord Jesus, on the cross and about the outpouring of your spirit. And I pray that today in In our pain, as we walk through our pain, as we grow as people, as we grow as a church, Lord God, that our eyes will be firmly fixed on you, that our eyes would be taken off. You help us to take our eyes off of our pain and put our eyes on you. Come, Holy Spirit, touch our lives, encourage us, build us up, challenge us, and let us move forward to become a church that's in love with you and that's in love with people as we tell people and, and know that more people are going to come to know you because of who we are as a body of believers. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So my prayer is that is that your life is absolutely transformed and um, I want to hand it back to Sam. Thanks for having me. God bless you.
1: Thank you so much, Ben. Get the music team up. Uh, Ben has shared so wonderfully, I think, something that I've personally uh, grown through in that sometimes you go through things in life and you wonder why they happen, but God actually uses them to actually change you into the person that he wants you to be, and you know, sometimes those are circumstantial, but sometimes those are from people actually doing something to us. And that might have happened to you. It might have happened this week. It might have happened last month. It might have happened years and years and years ago. And because of that, you're still holding up that wall. And because of that, there is a barrier that is stopping you from entering into that new life. That God has for you and just as we uh, sing this next song I'm going to invite the prayer team up you might want to come down the front but that might be something that you know what that's that's not for me I really encourage you that right where you are God can actually come to you and he can bring to light those things and he can say, I was with you in that. And I want to carry you through that. And I want you to l- let go of that. And to for you to actually now walk into a newness of life that I have for you. So if that is you, I really encourage you. This is a time between you and God. Close your eyes. Ask the Spirit to come and do a work in you. I really feel that, that the message, Ben, share this morning was for a, a number of people here this morning that, that that barrier that when you when you talk to God you know it, you know it's there but, but we need that gone so that our hearts can be open to him coming into our life so as we sing this next song just invite you just to pray where you are or come down the front these guys would love to pray with you We are family and we long to uh, bless you and see you grow. So let's stand together and sing.